I'm Brian Mullins. I'm Daniel Bennett. And welcome to the BFBA Focus Podcast. Welcome, everyone. As we prepare for this year's Stonely International Team Competition, I thought I would introduce you to some of the folks who are working behind the scenes, attending to all the things that need to happen in order for the competition to run. The first of these will be the legendary Danny Bennett, chief steward for the competition this year. I'll let him explain all that has been going on in his world the past few weeks. Well, um, obviously, this is Mark Watson's job. Um it became apparent as of last year that Mark wasn't going to be available for this weekend. Obviously, Mark's been doing this for quite a few years now, and he's got it running like a very well-oiled machine. Um, we put out at the end of last year that Mark wasn't going to be able to do it, and we were looking for volunteers to take the job on, and no one came back. <laughs> no one came back. But to be honest, I... Having been around it a long time and done lots of different competitions and having worked with Mark running the gas forging for many years as well, it was kind of like, obviously, kind of, I suppose, the obvious person to take it on. Um, but I did have a lot of other stuff going on, so I was like, no, I can't do it. But as time's gone on, I suddenly realised it was a great excuse to get rid of all the other uh, stuff, yeah. have a good clear out, because I was just too involved with too many different committees and other side projects and stuff, and it was all getting a bit too much. So we got rid of all that, and then I've taken this monster on. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a bit of background, why I'm doing it. Um, <clears throat> and I guess the kind of... The planning sort of started way back in the beginning of the year with choosing the judges. Um we did I can't remember who was going to be the apprentice judge but there was a bit of a last minute change around um, a few months back and now we've got James Hayter from England judging the apprentices the senior judges have stayed the same as the original plan Um, and I guess two months ago or just over two months ago the first sort of pieces started falling into place when we started getting the horses now i can remember back to last year when we were recording the podcast and we spoke to mark on the way in and we did that interview in his van and like he said and it's been ever since i've taken on it's always been ringing in my ears the worst thing about running this competition is the horses yes so we were approached by somebody with a large amount of horses um i won't mention any names um or where they were coming from, but it was a large amount of absolutely perfectly sounding horses for this kind of competition, mm-hmm. um, which we made all the arrangements with, etc. And two weeks ago, when I was running the higher exams down at Hereford College, uh, they contacted me with a quote for nearly £10,000. Holy jeez. Well, that's kind of what I said at the time. Um, so yeah and then they pulled out so we've literally had two weeks to try and find 24 horses for a competition <laughs> of a certain type of hopefully certain sort of um uniform size feet right or as best as we can get it um so that's 
that's been the sleepless night. So the sleepless night started about two weeks ago when that happened. And I can say as of about 20 minutes ago, we've got all the horses confirmed. <laughs> and tonight I will sleep. Right. And it'd be great. Whether I wake up or not is, is another thing. But <laughs> yeah, so we are we are getting there. I mean, that's, that's always running any competition is a source in the horses. And, I mean, you'd think for free shoeings of some of the top guys in the world that people would be queuing yeah. up. Turns out, no. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, hopefully they'll all turn up at the appropriate trot-up times starting on Friday morning and Saturday morning. And it should 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 go great. I mean, I've had a great mentor in Mark Watson. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's run this sort of military position. <laughs> um, and it's very well-oiled. And, you know, this only runs because of the Purple Army. Right. You know, because we've got such a great gang of people who turn up every single year, and you saw that last year, mm -hmm. when the band got back together and all that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as of tomorrow morning, they'll all start turning up, and obviously Jim, Byron, and all that are here already. Mm -hmm. um, and we're kind of like, we're, we've got that kind of calm before the storm. There was a few little jobs to be getting on with. Um, like say after we've, after this chat, I've got to go pick up a chop saw, right? And um, key part, yeah, yeah. We, we need the chop saw, and then there's some um, some printing and that left to do. And then really, and we've got everything stacked up, ready to move out tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. It's just all sitting there. It's all sitting waiting there, to go. waiting to go. And you, you painted a bucket. Yeah, yeah. So I, you I... know, <laughs> we'll we have a little plaque on it: the, the Mullins Bosch. <laughs> Sponsored by the Mullins podcast. Yeah. Oh, wait till I send the invoice, like well, the uh, horse 10K. company. Yeah. 10K. Right. Um, yeah. So, no, it's it's all good. It's, I mean, I think the great thing about this is A, the team we've got around us, you know, because mm -hmm. without that team, it won't work. Everything's all, again, set in stone. I mean, I've got um, a memory stick full of documents and, and plans and pictures and stuff off mark um you know there's a few changes we made this year so the forge will be open bang on two o'clock tomorrow afternoon for right. any teams to want to come in and practice again a lot it's always been the same uh when we had it in the forge downstairs the forge used to always be open the afternoon before it's never really the home country teams who come and practice, but certainly the overseas teams yeah. like to come in, you know, Makes different sense. fires, different anvils, etc. Mm -hmm. get a few sh uh, shoes fired down the range, like, you know, sort of get their eye in. And then it's tomorrow evening, straight on to the um, <clears throat> competitors meeting. And again, that's another change. What we used to do, we'd all be in the old forge here, which is seen better days, and it's cold <laughs> at night. Um, and then we would have the managers meeting well years ago when i used to compete here it used to be in the hotel conference room and it was for all the competitors mm -hmm. it, was, it was a bit different back then because then you wouldn't find out the gas forging shoes to that meeting and then you'd everyone if you lived local everyone would go home and practice which is cheating but we're not doing <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that anymore because the shoes are already out there but what we will do is we'll have the competitors meeting tomorrow uh, tomorrow night in the hotel and we will cover both days competitions on that one meeting if there's any further information after the first day then we'll i'll get all the managers together 
on the Friday evening. We'll have a quick chat and pass through the managers, but we'll get the whole meeting done in one ses- session. Right. And um, make it more of an event itself, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because before it was only managers, and I think last year the whole French team yes, turned they up. Yes, they did. Yeah, and we, we couldn't really say no, you're not coming in. So it was all a bit unfair. But yeah, so we can make it more of a social thing um, <clears throat> and get that done. Then hit the bar, right? Hopefully, and go to bed. Now, now there was another change that I noticed from last year to this year, and that is uh, one of the rules about staying for the awards assembly yeah i mean so last year and you know these things happen um obviously last year one of the big differences was the weekend before was the clydesdale championship up in scotland so there was lots of international teams came over and they did both Mm -hmm. the other thing and again this isn't pointed at anyone or anything because there was a lots of different circumstances which kind of allowed and caused this to happen. So a lot of people have been away for a couple of weeks and not been home. And then you'd also got the thing of we had the competition Friday, Saturday, but the prize given on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably more from the executive committee trying to maybe give people the opportunity to go to focus if they were and it did give us the organizers time to get the presentation dinner set out right with all the you know it got us time gave us time to go over the score several times and make sure everything was was bang on correct um and yeah unfortunately there was a few people um who went home Mm -hmm. Uh, it happens I must admit, it's one of my, having been a competition organiser for many years at various competitions, there is nothing worse than doing prize giving and handing prizes out to people who'd gone home. <laughs> it's it's a bit like, oh, I mean, I've done it once when I used to run Lincoln Show many years ago, and I think out of the seven prize cards, three of the people were actually there to, <laughs> and it was like, everyone's just clapping for no one, and yeah. it's all a bit, oh, and, you know, it's just, I think, it was a little bit of respect there. So if, you know, people have gone out their way, I mean, none of us are getting paid for this. We're mm-hmm. doing it because we want to put back and we want to provide the opportunity for people to come and compete. And it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just nice everyone to see it through to the end. Whether they've done good or not. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. But That's the fact is, we're, we're all, and we're all there to celebrate for the people who have done well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. It happens, but... You know, we have put a rule in um, that, you know, unless there's exceptional circumstances and it's gone through the chief steward via the managers and everything else, that that person can't be there because, I know, the wife's gone into labour or the mum's fallen down the stairs or whatever, you know. um, Unless there is, or an illness thing, unless there is a specific reason for them not to be there, if they're not there, that that person's points will be deducted from the team score. Simple. Um, but it's just it's just sportsmanship, isn't it? Yes. So, exactly. but yeah, we're moving on from that. It, it will it'll be fine. It'll be great. We'll have a great party. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if there's anything you kind of just covered it all. It's I almost mean, like you run a podcast or something. Well, you know, <laughs> interview the interviewer. But <laughs> I think you know, I'm just really looking forward to announcing the winners, doing the mic drop, and then just disappearing from public life. <laughs> That, that's good. That's yeah, that's what that's what's kept me going over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so yeah, I can 
picture the future episodes of Danny Bennett. Where is he now? Yeah, just in a forest somewhere. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very long haired, big beard. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, it'd be, I mean, look, the, these things, things will jump up and bite you as the competition gets going. You know, something's going to catch fire. Yeah. You know, someone's going to injure himself. You know, these things, they happen and you just deal with it. Um, you know, obviously we had Captain Cool in Mark Watson who just, I, I've only ever seen him, I've only ever seen Mark flustered once in about 30 years and I've known him very well, you know. So, you know, I'm just going to try and keep a lid on it and yeah. just keep calm, carry on. It'll be fine. Yeah. But like I say, we've got a great team of people helping out. You know, we've got Chris on the gas forging. There's a few new additions to the Purple Army, but pretty much it's the same old team, Yeah. you know, and... You know, we get we get plenty of support from the girls in the office, and um, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm looking forward to it. It'd be yeah. good, and you know, and the great thing about it, all the competitors come back over. They've been here year in year out. It's meeting up with old friends, and mm -hmm. you know, the yeah. vibe around the competition's usually a good one. Yeah, you know, and you know, just trying to keep it all stress free so people can enjoy that. That's the main thing. Right, come here to do what they they're meant to do. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for your time. Well, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll chat again once we get going, yeah. and I'll probably be a lot more stressed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'd be fine. The varying degrees of yes, stress. Exactly. We'll, we'll keep doing different episodes. You know, competitors, if you want good just bring me Haribo. Haribo and Red Bull. That'll keep <laughs> us going. It'll be fine. All right. Well, thanks, Danny. You just heard Danny mention the girls in the office. They've been working behind the scenes over the past year to make this weekend happen. So I thought I'd introduce you to them both. So I'll start with you, Holly. Could you um, introduce yourself Hi. and your one of many titles? Okay. <laughs> so I'm Holly Flack and um, yeah, I'm BFBA's membership secretary and I also organize Focus. So yeah. And how much preparation goes oh, into making yeah. this happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, so there's always something happening for Focus all year round, so whether it be, uh, yeah, from, I can't think of all the millions of things, but yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. speaking of millions of things, I, I saw, like, every time somebody has a question, you automatically ring somebody up. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what your contact list must look like. Yeah. Just the, what? Well, speaking what? of. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yeah, it's really a really big contact list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what sort of things do you think that the regular public would know have to happen yeah, so so like all the small little details from, um, like we have to have fire marshals and we have to have millions of different uh, risk assessments and the tickets all have to be personalised. Um, yeah, it's too many things to think about. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of them all. I feel like you're in the midst of it, and I'm just interrupting that. No, no, anyways. no, you're okay. <laughs> but yeah, and so it's been a year-round process yeah. after. The prizes have been handed out and everybody goes yeah. home. Do you get any reprieve or is it right really, back into the next really year? It's really weird. We have the Monday blues because it's really quiet and everybody's <laughs> gone. And then all of a sudden it's just like you can hear a penny drop. It's really weird. So and then we just pick the building back together and right. and then start looking towards 2024. Okay. Which is going to be a month earlier this year. So we're in September 2024. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we lose a month, but 
the it's good because it's the, it'll be the third year that we're in the same hall. So oh nice um, yeah. yeah so so a repeat but but bigger. So yeah. Well, and that is something. There have been many iterations of the venue itself, haven't there? Yeah. So um, I started back in 2017 when it was um, when Focus and the International were, were run from head office. So mm-hmm. and um, all the exhibits were were out and around the building. And then we moved into a field over the road from the building. And then. We moved into a very leaky hall on site, which which rained and it rained and it rained and everybody got really wet. Um, and then we've moved into this hall, which is much drier and nicer. And we're yeah, I think we're hopefully we're staying there for for. Yeah, it's changed a lot, but yeah, yeah no I think, kidding. But we really like the hall that we're in. So, okay, yeah. well, I will let you get back to thank it. Thank you. But thank you for taking the time. <laughs> thank you. And now for another one of the wizards behind the curtain. Hi, I'm Claire Whitehouse and I'm National Secretary here at BFBA and I work with Holly at Head Office. Okay, and what sort of things have you been doing this week to make this all happen? So it's very very heavy heavy on admin, so preparing all the tickets um, for all the delegates, all the attendees, all the exhibitors, um, yeah, printing, folding, stuffing. <laughs> yep, you're um, surrounded by boxes yeah, of paper. Yeah, organising, getting things in order. Um, if anybody has ordered the wrong sort of ticket, just making any correct corrections and amendments and right. um, following penny queries, any ticket queries. So, yeah, this week has been very uh, yeah heavy on tickets. Okay, <laughs> got you. And then once the event starts, do you have to hang out here in the office and do damage control for any fires that pop up or do you work in the hall so i'll be here on on friday as as normal but then when big focus starts on saturday i'll be over in the hall um yeah at the at the reception so for people who are buying tickets on the day or any queries with tickets or problems and okay sending people in the right direction that's where we'll find you it'll be yeah i'll be there at reception welcoming people okay perfect well thank you very much thank you Brian. And the last gentleman I interviewed for today is a veteran of the Purple Army and long-suffering son of the Chief Steward. Hi, my name is Byron Burnett. I uh, work with the Purple Army every year. Yeah, and what does that entail? Um, So it's doing the competition, getting everything set up, moving stuff from place to place, uh, paperwork, a lot of laminating. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you've seen today. <laughs> yeah, he kept trying to get me to do it for him. But anyways, <laughs> and how long have you been doing this for? Well, I've worked out. So I started doing this around 2017 because I was 16 at the time. Okay. But I've been here nearly every year since then. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it go from place to place from being here for three years I was here then I missed one when they were over in the field and then we were in the leaky hall (laughs) which uh, when it rained there was a separation wall between the horseshoeing and the the gas forging which literally was a waterfall and you had to go around the building because they put up safety net oh really yeah, and then we moved into the other hall, and now we're back there again. Hopefully next year we stay in the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of having to figure out a whole new venue. Yeah. Okay, and what sort of things do you look for when you're monitoring the gas forges? Well, it's uh, I just make sure everyone's playing by the rules. 
people are sticking within the boundaries and they actually call their shoes off when I go to pick them up because uh, <laughs> it's not happened yet but I've seen it happen to people where they've picked up the shoe and it's still hot oh right but yeah okay and then I guess the other responsibility is just maintaining the fires like making sure that everything's yeah making, t- making sure they're all, all filled up yeah and running cool well I will let you get back to laminating <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, there you go, a small peek at some of the people and preparation going on as we lead up to this year's International at Stone Lee. Stay tuned for more episodes as the days progress.